Hello, welcome to episode 139 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, the uh, King's just kind of, I guess, confusingly, I guess, beat the Clippers uh, in L.A. It's kind of weird just because I, like, so, um, I forgot to mention uh, in the Laker episode that LeBron was out. You know, it's kind of a big deal. So I, I guess let's start there. Uh, Moe and Barnes were out for the Kings, and uh, Paul George was out for the Clippers. And the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that was this might be a bad thing because <laughs> PG being out, that there's no, there's not a star on the team. The team get tends to take the game a little easy. Um, what were your first thoughts when you heard that PG was out? Uh, yeah. Pretty much the same thought because I'm I was predicting a pretty good um, Terrence Mann game uh, against us because he seems like he would go off on us. I was actually like ultimately it did kind of come true. I was actually more worried about Luke Kennard because he's a guy that with a quick trick. He's basically kind of like you know and I hate to say it this way but like white buddy in a way, but does take better shots. Like quick trigger, crazy ridiculous accurate. Doesn't do much else, but he is really good at shooting. And it kind of bore itself out a little bit, you know, four for six from three. And all those threes were very crucial. And, yeah, like, he was the guy I was worried about. And, you know, ultimately, they didn't, like, kill us. Uh, But that was the guy I was worried about. Mm, I see. Well, I mean, technically, (laughs) we're both right because they both did pretty darn well against us. I actually haven't seen Terrence Mann's. Uh, yeah, Terrence Mann did pretty well, you know. Um, but overall, like, I just, you know, when, when the Kings are going up against, you know, a quote-unquote good team with their star, they tend to take it a little easy, try to play too cool for school type at mentality and just kind of, you know, shit the bed, essentially. And mm-hmm. luckily, this game, they did not. There must be something about L.A. that they just love. And they will just go balls to the wall in, in L.A. for whatever reason. Uh, you know, the triple overtime game on Friday and, you know, this game. They they came out strong, basically just shot a bunch of threes. And that's kind of how they kind of like got a lead on the Clippers. And they kind of never really – the I mean, the Clippers threatened towards the end. But, like, that's basically how they were able to kind of keep them at bay for much of the game. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest, throughout this game, it felt just a little, you know, the same, you know, antics that the Kings did. And, you know, surprisingly, they pulled it off because they were hitting their shots for once. Uh, Yeah. Other than that, yeah, pretty good game. I will say, like, so there was this specific play where I was very, very kind of keying in on how the Kings played after this. So. Uh, early in the f- fourth quarter, it, the Kings led by 23, and the Clippers basically go on a short little run. They managed to cut it down to a 16-point lead. I don't have the exact scores, but it was a 16-point lead after a Luke Kennard four-point play, and he makes the free throw. I immediately wanted to see what the Kings would do in response. Do they attack the basket, which is they probably should, or do they settle for jump shots? Now, of course, they kind of did settle for jump shots, but they did play better. Like they played, they had some crucial stops, and they 
they made baskets whenever needed, but ultimately I was not like crazy impressed with how they responded. And, you know, they actually end up getting kind of lucky just because the Clippers, they basically threw in the white towel and decided to just sit their starters and a lot of their second unit and just decided to bring in their third unit along with some guys from the second unit. So, you know, they, they kind of got a little lucky in that regard. And, you know, it's not the greatest sign going forward because, you know, the the Kings live and die by the jump shot. And luckily this game, the jump shot went down and we'll get to the main guy that was responsible for that. But like when the jump shot is not falling, they, things can get a bit rough and they don't have that guy. And if it's not going to be if De'Aaron is just going to keep like De'Aaron was even good this game. Honestly, I shouldn't shit on him. But like, you know, if De'Aaron is not going to go, you know, super sane like he did last year. It's going to be tough for the Kings to run good crunch time offense when things get tight. Yeah, I mean, especially against the Clippers, uh, you know, missing pretty much PG and, of course, Kawhi. Uh, it's, it's only going to get tougher from here, and hopefully they'll fix that by the end of the season, which kind of doubt. Like we said in the last episode, maybe possibly trades might have to happen to somewhat fix this problem. But, you know, all up to the players to figure that out. Well, let's get to the main player that kind of was basically one of the biggest reasons for kind of the swing of the Kings. So Terrence Davis had a really good game. He he was five for nine from three and nine for 14. He is an immensely frustrating player to watch because he has the ex- he basically is kind of a different version of Buddy in a way. Although you know, albeit he's a lot more versatile and can actually go to the basket a lot better than Buddy can, but he kind of has the same issues. Just takes terrible shots that kill runs sometimes. And there was one specific moment in the third quarter where you know the Kings are rolling. And for whatever reason, he decides to do a uh, through the leg step back three contested by Visa Zubac, and it leads to a score on the other end. Like that was kind of a weird turning point. They did cut the lead, but ultimately it didn't. It didn't come back to haunt the Kings. But that's kind of what T likes to do. The only difference this game, there were other shots where you know quick trigger open three, and he nails it. And he even took some of the step back variety that went in. Like he had a good game. But it's the same thing with Buddy. You live by the Buddy, you die by the Buddy. And in this game, you live by the TD, and you die by the TD. And I wish I came up with a more creative line. I was going to say something about total (laughs) – dude. he's either terrifically dangerous or total doo-doo was kind of what I ended up coming up with. And I'm not going to go with that until I come up with something better. You live by the TD or you die by the TD. And in this game, he was good TD. Yeah, surprisingly, I mean, like like you said, we were very eerie with every shot or most of the shots he made, and you know this this man has no fear. To be honest, he will drive to the rim, and you know sometimes he, it goes in, and you know other times he gets blocked by Zubak or some other guy in the paint. Look, you ne- you can never question his confidence, and like there was one moment where he went one on one on three on the fast break with Halliburton on the wing. And he decides to take it in and just score a layup. And I was, you know, like, pass it to Halliburton. But, he, hey, he made it, so what do I know? 
Mm-hmm. It's just one of those kinds of things. And again, we got good TD this game. We'll take it. And hopefully this is the start of something. Because if the Kings are if the Kings want to get back on track, he needs to play better or Buddy needs to play better. And lately we've had bad versions of both. And we'll, we'll get to Buddy a little bit later. But I but I want to talk about Fox um, this game. I thought he played well enough on offense. You know, he had moments where he just basically was in complete control of the game. In a way, like, you know, he would drive to the basket, draw a foul, or they would or they would have to give up like a mid-range jump shot to him. He he looked I don't want to say he looked unstoppable, but he was definitely in control of the game for much of the game. Yeah, luckily, because it seemed like he, sold, you know, slowed down, of course, on the threes, which I personally like. Uh, he was two for four this game and uh, that he, he took his time for most of his shots. I mean, he did have to rush a few where the shot clock was winding down, but, you know, what can you do from there? I mean, uh, other than that, you know, pretty pretty normal game for him, which I like. And, yeah, again, another player I hope uh, keeps this up because uh, he's pretty much our anchor at this point. I mean, you're the max player. You, you got to be the guy, and he just hasn't been this year. And it's just, like, I, I want to see more of this from him where, you know, it's tough. It's kind of tough for me to like really see it to a certain degree if he's going to be playing off ball as much. Like he just is not as dangerous as an off ball player, just because the Kings don't run a lot of plays for him when he's off ball. Like it's only when he's on ball they run a screen for him and let him create. It's just you know one of those kinds of things. I don't see it changing, but. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he can somehow tap into that, you know, what he had last year, like, you know, if you hand him the ball, like, you know, when things are tough, he can he can create something. Well, that's what he did last year. But this year, the aggressiveness doesn't seem to be there. The confidence isn't there. Well, let's see if he can get it back. Yeah, hopefully by the end of this season, because he has uh, toned down on the field goal um, attempts which i don't know why but probably it has to do with something with the alvin's offense because he, i don't know uh, yeah and but i will shout out like he had he was really good on defense this game i mean he had moments of being pretty terrible but like he he made plays he got he had three steals and like you know he there, he actually got a dunk this game like off a off a run out and like off a steal like he he played with better energy this game, and it's good to see that. I just wish he would do it more often, but he's just one of those kinds of guys that always picks his spots. And it's, you know, I wish he wouldn't do that because this this team just can't afford that to for him to pick his spots as much as he does. And um, yeah, like I just I want him to play with more energy. Um, another let, let's uh, let's talk about Halliburton. Um, Halliburton didn't score well this game. He was five for thirteen, but he always has this ability. Even though he's even though when he's not playing well, it feels like he's playing so much better because he's orchestrating so well. He's just being the floor general out there. Like he yeah ended up with a, eleven assists this game, which I don't know if that's his career high, but like he's always out just out there orchestrating. Like he's he's such a big threat to he's not a huge threat to score, but he plays in a way where he puts himself in position to score. And that draws the defense, and it set. It usually sets up, you know, Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len, and they can do like their little floater or short little hook shots, or you know, get a get a layup or a dunk. Like he was out there orchestrating, and 
you know, he does need to shoot a little better. He was two for nine from three, but like all his threes were good threes with the exception of like one where like he kind of did a step back. It was, that was a bit ill-advised, but honestly, I'm okay with that because he is a good shooter and he needs to shoot more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I have no complaints with how burned this game. It's just sadly the open shots didn't go in. Yeah. And you know, it should, that should solve itself soon. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, next guy I want to talk about, of course, Rashawn Holmes just did his thing. You know, the energy guy, the glue guy for this team and just brought the energy there. Like, you, you know, for what for like, again, he's he's kind of the heart and soul of the team. And I wish everyone brought his intensity. And honestly, I wish you would speak up a little bit more against his teammates. I feel like he needs to be the Draymond of this team. Of course, not everyone can be Draymond. But like Draymond gets gets on guys. I mean that guy that guy was so confident. He he yelled at KD and kind of kind of made him leave. But you know like he needs he needs to kind of bring the fire out of Fox. Like somebody needs to hold the hold the players more accountable. Like on the court, that's part of the rotation. It can't be Tristan Thompson when he's on the bench and he didn't play this game. It has to be someone who's a constant, you know, one of the best players on the team and a constant presence on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs some of that Mama Holmes energy from Twitter. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised that um, he played after that like pretty bad fall during the I believe the second quarter. Yeah, and I want to say third actually. Um, mm-hmm. And but yeah, like he's gonna be sore. <laughs> he's, I hope he isn't, but like he might be out the next game. Just a, mm-hmm. just a precautionary thing because that was a hard fall. And, oh, yeah, you speak of that. I believe that is the play where I talk about the step back three over Zubach and of by Terrence Davis, and it led to that. <laughs> that is why TD is so frustrating to watch. And, you know, I, I don't always agree with his with his uh, analysis, but like Tim Maxwell basically summed it up, summed it up perfectly. Like, why is Terrence Davis? It's just why? Who knows? <laughs> um. Davion had a very good offensive game. Of course, he's always stellar on defense, but like this game, he shot incredibly well. His mid range was on point. He was he was seven for seven at one point, and like he just he was just perfect for mid range. He even set up a um, Rashawn for I think it was Len actually for a for a dunk. Like he was in control this game, and his mid range was there. And anything you can get on offense from uh, from Davion is an absolute bonus. And you know, for better or for worse, the Kings the Kings needed it. Oh yeah, Davion. Um, I don't remember the last time he had a like really good scoring game. To be honest, but yeah, like you said, great bonus. Uh, defense wise, I mean, you know, it's the same as usual. He he gets some calls as well too, but you know, sometimes it's his fault and sometimes it's it's the refs. So. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he was still getting a lot of, you know, the he's he's still not getting love from the refs. It's unfortunate. But like he was still able to get to the rim very effectively. Granted, mm-hmm. the Clippers rim protection is a bit off, especially if Ibaka <laughs> isn't going to be like, you know, re- good Ibaka. He's not back injury, so I get it. But like, yeah, um, you know, again, a- any kind of scoring you can get from him is a bonus. And he scored 20 points this game, just, you know, just two points off his career high. And, you know, it was crucial. Mm-hmm. And last guy I want to quickly shout out, he did not have a good game. He only had four points, uh, two for seven. Uh, Buddy Heald 
played only played 22 minutes. I say that I say it's primarily because TD had it going, and Alvin decided to stick with TD uh, down the stretch. But like he didn't play well, and he basically missed all his all his he missed all his threes. But I felt two, he so he shot three threes, and I felt at least two of them were just wide open, and he just didn't hit them. There was one where he was kind of leaning forward and kind of rushed a shot. But one thing I really noticed during this game, like he instead of you know coming around a screen and immediately throwing up a shot that's probably gonna miss, he ended up kind of like settling down and looking for the next pass. And like that, I feel is a is a big development from him if he's gonna be able to be consistent with that because he you know despite what a lot of people say, even me to a certain degree, he has a lot of gravity out there just because everyone knows he's a shooter and you need to stick to him. So like he has a level of just again gravity to pull the defense towards him, and like you know usually it ends up like the role man or like the screeners man has to kind of jump on him to stop the shot if the screen works and. <clears throat> If he can get it to the role man, so whether it's Len, Tristan, or Rashawn, like they can, you know, they create like a two-on-one opportunity, and like you know, good things can happen from that position. And granted, like he did have, he, he did turn it over quite a bit. He had three turnovers to two assists, but like the ideas were there. And I, and if he can expand upon this, I'm, I really like this version of Buddy Heal. Yeah, he he does pass pretty well. I I'm gonna say he's one of the best passers in our team. Nah, uh, no, with the with the rate he turns it over, no. No, well, of course not. He ha- he does have like terrible passes, but you know some of the passes and looks that he uh, gives to, um, you know our players is looks pretty good. I it's kind of you know unexpected from him to be honest. Yeah, and you know, even though he didn't have a good game on the stat sheet, I felt this was a better version of Buddy. And granted, we only saw him for 22 minutes, maybe that helped. But <laughs> like it again, just the 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 gravity of commands and using that in other ways, you know, to not to you know not have to score every time. Like you know, he's not he's not as one dimensional as he normally is, and that's good to see. Mm-hmm. And um, that's. Basically, all I have for this game, like overall, it's a very good game. I mean, it's I I have been kind of, you know, like uh, we all have, like we've been kind of beaten down by this Kings team. Like that loss of Lakers really deflated me. And I'm just not willing to take anything from this game just yet. I want to see this in a more consistent basis. And for now, it's a nice win. And all I can say is I hope they keep it up. Yeah, let's hope so. And I believe our next game is also against the Clippers on uh, Saturday. It is. Yeah, it's against. Uh, yeah, it's in the Golden One Center, and probably PG will play. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. And yeah, like again, uh, well, I need a bigger sample size to start believing again. It's just you know, like of course, I came in. I was one of the ones that came into the season very optimistic. And honestly, don't want to get burned again and again. Well, actually, I I, I am going to get burned again because I'm going to start believing soon. If they can win this next game, I'm going to start believing again. And they're going to pull me right back in. Oh, yeah, they always do. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, we do have a two-day rest. So hopefully Rashawn will be okay by then. Uh, 
I should don't know the news about Harrison. Is is he still going to be out? Probably. There's no real update. I imagine Mo will play next game. He was questionable this game, so maybe that's a positive sign. But mm-hmm. like it's yeah, with Harrison, I don't know. Like I mean, he's been out for this many games. It must be something big. Yeah, I see. Hopefully we could get another win at Golden 1 because I think we've only won probably once or twice at Golden 1. Uh, let me check. I should have it up here. God damn it. Um, uh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, okay, I got to pull up the standings. Okay, let's see. So we are... God damn it. Do I expand it? Yeah, expand it. There we go. Yeah, I'm on ESPN right now. I'm trying to look for it. So let's see. Oh, come on. Like, it still doesn't show me. <laughs> yeah, well, this is. Yeah, this is, this is great. Uh, this is great content. We are. So we're six and six away. We're three and eight at home. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought which we that's, had. Which that's really weird. Like, we play better on the road than we do at home. It's just, just off. Yeah, that's mm, well. Hopefully, we could go to the game with a win, or you know, this season for us. So uh, this is pretty interesting now that I'm looking at it. Uh, so we are two games out of the ten spot. We okay. are three games out of the four seed. <laughs> oh well, it is still too early, and the West is like everywhere right now. So yeah, it's all over the place. Like so, the ten place Nuggets are. Eight, eight games are eight games uh below for the first seed. Mm-hmm. The ne- the next four team, the next three teams, uh seven and a half games, and then the six seed Lakers are seven games, and then the Dallas Mavericks are six and a half games. So basically, there is a two game, there is about a one game difference between the ninth seed and the four seed. <laughs> I mean. Uh, you saying that it seems like we have hope in game of play. So like this, I mean, this was hard to, for me to say like after that terrible loss um, against the Lakers. But like Jerry Reynolds, at, like he's kind of right about this in a way. Granted, I don't, I don't think like the Kings are this good. But like, so there's basically three teams in the Jazz. Or Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my words? But there's three teams in the West that you can clearly say are better than the rest. The, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Utah Jazz. After that, it's very muddy. Like, you have Dallas, Memphis, Lakers, Clippers, Portland, Minnesota, and Denver. And with, by the way, Denver doesn't have MPJ for the rest of the season. And that's really tragic, um, with, especially because they have Jamal Murray out as well. But, like, oh, man, MPJ needing to have back surgery after signing that extension. Oof. <laughs> I mean, he got lucky. He got a big paycheck for just uh, pretty much doing not much this season. But yeah, so like my point is, and like Jerry, I I kind of agree with Jerry, although I don't think we're like you know I think Memphis is like with Jaw is a better team than us. I think Dallas is prob is definitely a better team just because they have Luca. And honestly, like with PG, the Clippers are better, but like they're not like you know, crazy better, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. if the Kings could find a way to just, like, to get their talents a mesh better, I think they're kind of, they're like, a, just a level below. 
But the all of these guys are not like leaps and like leaps above the Kings. And the Kings have a chance if they can just put together a short win streak. They very much could sneak, just randomly sneak into the fifth seed. For all we know. Mm-hmm. Well, we also have to keep it that way too until the end of the season. Yeah, um, we probably won't know until we probably won't get. We'll have a better idea by the start of the new year, and you know, by the time of Christmas, and. You know, at that point, like, it's probably going to be more or less clear, like, what what position we're going to be in. I mean, like, for example, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been on fire lately. And, you know, part of me, like, thinks they might just cool off soon. But, I mean, they've, they've had some really good wins in between. So, like, who knows? Like, I, like, granted, Minnesota probably does have better talent than us. But it's not like they're not world beaters by any means. And Anthony Edwards is, you know, k- killing it from three right now. It's like... Does that maintain like it's not as hopeless as it looks. And, you know, listening to Jerry just talk about this, a guy with, you know, many years of experience around the NBA. Like, he, I mean, he ain't wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, like I said, it, we'll have to see. And, you know, <laughs> like you, or, uh, whatever you said, it's like you're giving me hope. That uh, the Kings can pull through and at least hit around that uh, seven, eight, nine, ten uh, seed. Yeah, hope is a dangerous thing when it comes to being a Kings fan, yeah. unfortunately, and we'll just uh, have to learn to live with it. But yeah, I said the H word, so I should probably never say that. Well, as it stands right now, we can sit, we can sit back and just enjoy this good win over a PG-less Clippers team because. Don't ever take any of these losses for granted. Yes, there's no PG, but a win is a win. And unfortunately, even without PG, like there was never any guarantee that we were ever going to win this game. So, you know, take take these take these while you can and enjoy just happiness and just positivity and, you know, the vibes. Enjoy the vibes. Oh, yeah. Okay, anything else you want to quickly go over, or should we call this a night? Because God, these goddamn 7.30 games, it's it's 10.40 already. It's like, yeah, I got to go to sleep soon. So anything else you want to quickly go over? <laughs> no, I think that's fine. Okay, well, uh, thank you guys for listening to this uh, Clippers episode. Uh, we'll see you guys when we face the Clippers again on Saturday. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later.